1: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Hi guys, this is Chris Lyon. I'm Daryl Subro. Marcus Hudgel. James
1: Lucas. I'm Glenn Louvance. I'm Daniel Pudillo.
0: And I love listening to... Wednesday... Tell
1: I Podcast...
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, It's the day after the night before, uh, the night before being when Sheffield Wednesday announced their latest accounts for 2019-2020. Now if you're like me and Jamie, then you'll know absolutely nothing when it comes to accounts or anything to do with finance. It's just a load of words and numbers which I can read and I can pretend that I understand, but it do not make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Words like, Amortization, for example, which I'm sure we'll get onto uh, in a second. Now, rather than listening to me and Jamie waffle on about something we don't know anything about, uh, before we thought we'd get someone on that does. Well, we like to think he does anyway. Uh, that's why we drafted in the services of Kieran Maguire uh, from University of Liverpool. Uh, for those that don't know, Kieran specializes in financial reporting, financial modelling, and football finance. No, I didn't just get that off Wikipedia, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and is the first time, The first time, James, <laughs> we haven't used Wikipedia. <laughs> Hey, I've I mean, got a Wikipedia page and all. It's, it's, I, can't, I, can't I can't believe it. it. Well, you, you have, you have. Uh, and he's the author of the book and the popular twice-weekly podcast, The Price of Football, which I do listen to, by the way. So uh, go and thanks give it a much. listen, everyone, if you haven't done so already. The link will be in the, in the show notes. Uh, a, a prior warning, we do get mentioned quite a lot on there, which is not generally a good thing either. <laughs> Kieran, first of all, thanks for taking time to join us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, how, how are you, mate? You all right? I'm, I'm good. I mean, we're
3: recording this before the England semi-final against Denmark. So, like the rest of the country, I'm slightly twitchy.
4: Kieran, yeah. let me interrupt before you start. And what is that shirt you've got on? Because it looks really good. It looks like an England retro sort of shirt. But Pearl Jam as a sponsor, with copper as... The, what, what is that, what you've got on? It was...
3: Uh, I went to see Pearl Jam live. Uh, was it 2018? And mm. uh, they were doing these. They had these uh, to, to commemorate the World Cup. So there were ones for uh, Italy, Spain, Germany, and England. So of course, I've got an England one. It Looks really got, cool. So it's got got England and seven on the back.
2: Fantastic. It looks uh, really cool.
4: It's very different.
2: Very, very
3: yeah, good. yeah. Well, because uh, because you can't you can't get the current England shirt for love nor money.
2: I know. Yeah, it's uh, like rocking old shit, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, Despont Chancery has given you quite a lot of content over the uh, past year or so, hasn't he?
3: yes uh you know we we should be talking about the fixture list we should be talking about signings we should be talking about uh yeah whether we think the managers got it right or wrong but unfortunately with wednesday there's been there's been too much of a sideshow with regards to uh, mr chan governance of the club the uh the ongoing battle with the efl which uh, yeah. which is it's been resolved, but it's not been resolved with a happy ending because uh, Sheffield Wednesday were were relegated on the back of uh, financial issues. They were relegated by accountants and lawyers. Uh, Derby was saved by accountants and lawyers. Macclesfield yep. Town no longer exists due to accountants and lawyers. And there's far too much of this taking place in, uh, in you know, in the game that we fell in love with when we were seven years old and went along to our first match, whether it be at Hillsborough or in my case, at the Goldstone ground at the Albion. Um, and uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, sad, it's sad, it's sad that you're inviting me on this um, because it, it, it it's the tail wagging the dog too much in football at present, yeah. but uh, we are where we are.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got you on just to, to explain it a little bit more, because like, like I said, like me, it's uh, it can get, get a little, little confusing. But I mean, obviously, when, when a club announces their accounts, do you, do you get all excited and start rubbing hands together, hoping you're going to find some juicy information, or is it a bit of a oh-no moment? Um,
3: I, I still genuinely get excited. Um, somebody showed me, somebody at the university did an analysis of my Twitter account um, by the hour. And my peak posting hour five on Twitter in is yeah is five thirty to six thirty in the morning. <laughs> oh really? Because, yeah, because that that's when that's when the accounts normally are published at company's house. So th- this morning, uh, Fulham's accounts came out at you know six seven o'clock, and and I was putting those together, and uh, you know, they they lost what was it I think seventy three million pounds.
2: Yeah, puts, despite uh,
3: parachute payments. Yeah, it, yeah. it's just it's just it's it's it casino was- money.
4: Kieran, can you, um, because like for someone like me, like James has messaged me about this and said, I've got Kieran on, but Kieran McGuire, he does this, he does that. And to me, like, it sounds Japanese, like, Jay, Jay, it sounds Japanese to me and James, but me more than James, because, like I said, stats, things like that. It's not my thing. I like to, I don't care about stats. I don't care about what goes up behind the scenes. I, I just, I see it as like, right, Derby stayed up, can't have been as bad as that, what our situation was. Wednesday have gone down, that's it. Wednesday, you're thinking Wednesday starts to have gone down, don't worry about starts for down. I just see it like that, plain and simple. So I don't care, it's done. But like listening to you now and just um, even like just um, with your knowledge on it and stuff like that. So is that literally what you're when you've come across Wednesday's account sort of thing? It's it's bad, it's really bad. And it, it shouldn't have been allowed to happen, it shouldn't have happened. No, they
3: what Wednesday did was it was within the rules, except they did it too late. If, right. if, if they'd if they'd sold Hillsborough a month earlier, they'd be in the championship next season. It was. God. Should, uh, he, have known this? should if, he have known this? Well, if if, if that's what if that's what, that was the approach he was going to take, yeah, yeah. He, but I, I don't think I don't think we should be blaming Chancery. I think we should be looking at other people at the club. He's he, he's not a finance person. He's not an accountant or a lawyer like or, or or like somebody that yeah. who knows financial fair play. Um, He employs professionals at Hillsborough to to look at things uh, in terms of the the, the club's day-to-day operations, one of which is uh, the the, the quality of the financial data that they create. Um, We we knew that Derby was selling their stadium, we knew that uh, Villa had sold theirs, we knew that Birmingham had sold theirs and Reading, And, and none of those clubs effectively paid a penalty for it. Yeah. Uh, what happened with Wednesday is that they, they didn't sell Hillsborough in time. And, and I think that's that's the frustration yeah. um, from from uh, from the club's perspective.
2: I mean, that, that kind of leads me into the, the next thing, really, which is like, I mean, are, are clubs starting to be more imaginative with the reporting of the, their accounts? Or, or has it always been like that? Like, for example, like you just said, selling stadiums, you know, and, and things like that.
3: Yeah, they they are getting more imaginative. Yeah. Um, there's, so so for example, uh, if you have academy costs, those are excluded from financial fair play. But five years ago, um a club uh employed wanted to wanted to sign a player, but but was concerned that if they signed him, uh he wanted a lot of money. So um they might come over the financial fair play because, it, it, because of the sums involved, but also that there are other players at the club yeah. who uh, they had contracts which said that if somebody comes in on more money than me, my my wages automatically go to match the highest paid player of the club. Right. So what the club did was it said, well, you, you want, say, one and a half million pounds contract or two million pounds a year contract. We won't pay you that. We'll pay you a little bit less. But we'll employ your mum as an academy scout. So it doesn't account for financial fair play. And because you're on less money, we won't have to give pay rises to the other players. We will employ your mum as an academy scout. She's got no qualifications on 700 grand a year. Wow. (laughs) Derby County. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which club it was. Um, I, I I don't want to mention the player because that's not fair. It's embarrassing for him. It's embarrassing for his mum. His dad's name's Paul Lintz.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Good one, good one. Now obviously we'll get on to we'll get on we'll the uh you know Chef Wednesday uh Sheffield Wednesday accounts and everything. Now one of the first things it mentions in there is um COVID being a being a factor for, for, for loss of revenue. We don't, it mentions that quite early, doesn't it? It it does.
3: Um if if we're realistic. It probably costs Wednesday, you know, five five home matches worth of revenue. So, we're talking probably in the region of one and a half to two million.
2: I was just about to ask you how much would, how much would that have really really been? It's not really the, the the kind of figures that they've that they've put out there, is it? Realistically, um, yeah, you know,
3: Wednesday have got. De- decent support their, their, their total match day revenue went down from 9.1 to 7.2 so yeah, we, yeah. we're talking we're talking two million quid um okay yeah, clear yeah two million quid that that's a that's a good friday night out we all know that <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> in the world of football it's not huge uh but it, it doesn't help uh, and and yeah. um, i think i'm more concerned about the figures for Twenty 2020, twenty twenty one, i.e. the season that's just finished. Yeah, because that seven point two million is going to be close to zero.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with no uh, no gate receipts or anything yeah. anything like that. I mean, for what, what from looking at these accounts then that came out yesterday, what, what's your kind of general consensus? Like, is it is is that the norm? Obviously, I've heard you just mentioned about Fulham; they've lost like three four times as much as what what Sheffield Wednesday have. Um, I said, is, is that or other clubs in a similar situation to us, or or does ours kind of stand out?
3: No, no, I, I would say um, Wednesday are mid-table. Just looking at some of the others: uh, West Brom lost forty-seven, Stoke lost forty-nine, Leeds lost sixty-six, uh, Cardiff lost twenty-three, Middlesbrough lost forty. So, yeah. yeah, Wednesday are actually the the average I've got here is twenty-six. So, so Wednesdays' losses are below the average yeah. for the
2: division. So, even though it looks it's bad, bad, it's kind of Run of the mill, and kind of, that's just that's just what it is in football at the moment, isn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah. You know, f- football football is a tough business at the best of times. The championship it is the most lunatic run division in in European football, not less, not just English football, because you've got all of the attraction of the Premier League, um, and and clubs therefore gamble. They they they. They're, it's a bit like if, if you if you went to the casino and you started playing blackjack and you kept twisting on nineteen, you're going to lose nearly every time, and that's that's what they do. They they get to January, they're ninth in the table. The manager says, "Why well, is this player on a sign here? You know, he's he's going to cost us two million, and his his agent wants thirty grand a week." And the chairman goes, "Well, if he gets twelve goals in the second half of the season, we get into the playoffs. We go up. We've made it." And remember only three clubs can go up and, and that's what everybody forgets they, they they just look at their own oh well, yeah okay it's that. and and you know uh, man, managers are very persuasive because the the average life of a championship football manager is 14 months so you know th- they've got to persuade the owner to back them all the time and uh th- that's that's why we've ended up with this situation and remember that th- those average losses of You know, half a million pounds, somebody in every, effectively in every uh, championship football club is writing out a cheque for half a million pounds a week, every week. Yeah,
2: it's
3: quite a lot of lunacy. Absolute lunacy.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app.
2: Is it when you've been looking at them, is anything that kind of jumps out at you as being quite alarming or quite uh, out of the blue when you looked at the accounts? Not not really.
3: Uh you know, we've we've had the issues in terms of the, the stadium sale. Um Sheffield Wednesday are being paid seven and a half million pounds a month. Sorry, seven and a half million pounds a year for that, but they're also effectively repaying series around about the same money. So there's no there's no cash benefits uh, to to the club from the sale of the stadium it, it was purely an accounting issue uh, they they did they owe a lot of money to the tax man, but rishi sunak said you know you don't have to go and pay your 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 your, your payroll taxes because we're in the middle of a pandemic so um, yeah that that's that's kicking that's kicking an issue down the road Practically every club in the championship was doing the same. So yeah, the, the numbers, you know, if, if if you want to make the numbers sound bad, then then you talk about Wednesday in isolation and you go, well, that, that just sounds horrendous. So, you know, if, if I say that uh, if I just call up some numbers here, uh you know, Wednesday Wednesday, Wednesday spent 161 pounds on wages. For every hundred pounds that don't come through the door, and you go, "Oh Jesus Christ, that's insane!" And I say, "Well, hold on, Reading, two you know, hundred and eleven pounds." Yeah, yeah. And, and they didn't. Go and, and they, 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 didn't they, they did not trouble the score. Yeah, they they just avoided relegation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at looking at wages, I think 30, £33.5 point five million pound on, on wages. I mean, how does that kind of stack up against the the rest of like the the championship at the time?
3: mid table it it's, it means that you know wednesday's average wage was about 15 and a half grand a week yeah
4: that's what 7 and a, 750 you know, towards eight hundred. To to grand. It doesn't seem as bad as what. Do you know what I mean, James? You must be thinking the same listening to him here. You must be thinking when we come on here today, what we was going to hear from him was going to be like Chancery needs to die. Like that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but,
2: honestly, but honestly, but this, this-, this is this is why I've kind of this is why I've done this piece. I mean, I, I listen to I listen to the you know the brass football podcast as well and listen to all these other things that you talk about and stuff. And and I think the general consensus is that 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 Sheffield Wednesday is in a bit of a mess and we, we probably well, we probably are. I'm not saying we're not in a mess, but So, are quite a lot of other clubs, and it's not just, I say, it's not just, just it just, it
4: just seems like we've had a bit of bad luck, like, we've actually had a bit of bad luck, like genuine bad luck.
2: Yeah. I mean, the other thing as well is a lot, a lot of players. I mean, next year's accounts will be a lot different. There were players that left. And then, obviously, the, the, the year after that, the, this year that's coming up, you know, a whole host of players have, uh, have left on on those, what they call like legacy contracts, aren't they? You know, you like to Jordan Rhodes, uh, there was Stephen Fletcher, Forestieri, Westwood, Tom Lees. They're all on probably £30,000, £40,000 a week or are no longer at the club. So you'd like to think that, um, yeah, maybe, maybe they would have put on contracts that were wrong at the time but then again we nearly got to the premier league didn't we so it's like you said we twisted on 19 and uh and we lost
3: <laughs> yeah i mean wednesday's wages were practically identical to those of bristol city and if you talk to bristol city fans they think their clubs well run
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah he's uh he's he's, he's so um he's so it's restrained. a perception issue
3: clearly yeah. you know the, the issues with players not being paid wages on time, that's a separate issue to the accounts. That's to do with the, the owner, the owner's funding and, and what we have seen. I think so, some of the other owners in, in, the, in the championship have been subsidised. You know, they've all been subsidising the wages, but they've tended to get the cheque from the owner to the club in on time. Wednesday haven't all the time. Derby haven't all the time either. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a tough gig, no matter how rich you are. Yeah, having to no matter how much you love the club as an owner or having having to write out those checks week by week must must grit your teeth, especially when the players aren't performing.
2: Yeah, yeah. we've got a few a few questions. Well, I mean, we've got one question that's come from uh, Phil Comper, and he said, uh, "How does this affect Sheffield Wednesday going forward, both this season and the future ones?" I think he's there just referring to the to what's been uh, announced in these. In these accounts, really, it's quite a bit of a general question. That one, um, I, I, I don't think the accounts
3: are an issue. Uh, that the sale of Hillsborough is now flowing through to to effectively prop up FFP. So, so that you, Wednesday have got that for three years. In terms of next season as a club in League One, you're allowed to spend, in theory um 60 of your revenues on player wages
2: how, how does that affect like the players that have that were i mean we've let a lot go there's not many that have that have stayed on contracts but how does that affect players that are still here like you have barry bannon for example
3: well you, you affect you, you get the equivalent of some parachute payments in the year of relegation so that will help to absorb some of that and uh, so that they, they tend to be they tend to be quite relaxed in your first season in League no. One when you are relegated. Uh yeah, Wednesday are a big club. Uh if 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 you start off next season and you win your first three or four games, Hills will just be packed out for the rest of the season. Absolutely. And and, yeah. and, 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 it, and and it doesn't matter which division you're in. No. Because if you're winning, people people come to see a winning side. Yeah, they yes, we all know that there's some, they're not gonna be critical of them, day trippers. People, people are saying, "Oh, yeah! If, if you're in the Premier League, oh, we're playing Chelsea. Oh, oh, oh yeah! I, I, I want to go and see, uh, you know, I want to see some of some of the Chelsea stars play, yeah, and uh, or we're playing Manchester United, and I want to go and see us against Rashford and Co." Yeah, but for the hardcore Wednesday fans, it's, yeah, we don't care. It, it doesn't <laughs> care. Exactly, you you, you go long to see Sheffield Wednesday, not the opposition. Um, yeah. And if you're winning, and it's a and you know, we've all been on that situation. It's it's a Tuesday night. You're 17th. You're playing Reading. Or Millwall yeah. or yep. you know, Bournemouth at home, and you think, well, we ain't going to go up. We ain't gonna go. I can't be asked going. Yeah.
2: Um, yep.
3: Whereas if Wednesday were fourth, and you were playing Red, yeah, then all of a sudden, a yeah, chance of going up. So, so, so that has an impact upon the crowd, <laughs> yeah. regardless of division. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if Wednesday get a good start, uh, even if they don't sell as many season tickets as they might like, um, and, and I can understand people not wanting to buy season tickets because there's been issues as far as the club and rebates are concerned. Um, they will st- they'll yeah, we'll not get of... on to that
2: one. That's a yeah, touchy yeah. subject, that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mentioned their financial fair play. It changes a little bit, doesn't it, with uh, clubs in, in League One. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, as a sort of hinted at.
3: It's it's uh, what we refer to as a soft salary cap, whereby the amount of money you can pay in wages is, is broadly linked to the amount of money that you're bringing in. So the bigger clubs, the likes of wednesday sunderland ipswich portsmouth perhaps yeah there are some uh big clubs in in that division and they uh that they can pay more in wages according to the rules than the likes of yeah accrington cambridge has been promoted i'm just waving to my granddaughter by the way
2: <laughs> no, no worries it's, it's fine i mean in terms of the uh in terms of the embargo as well that uh, that was put on us for not uh, publishing our accounts in time, uh, would that now be be lifted, or is that still ongoing?
3: Provided there are no other issues um, in terms of the club, because the the EFL keeps its cards close to its chest. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We, we found out some uh, that, that there were ten clubs, weren't they, su- su- subject to a soft embargo, and yeah. that came out in one of the newspapers in in March or April. Um, if if Wednesday were uh, if Wednesday were subject to a soft embargo purely due to non-submission of the accounts, that's been dealt with. If it's to do with issues in terms of players not being paid, you know, and. There are stories, as we know, that some yeah. of the players who are out of contract have not been paid. They're taking that up with the PFA. That could get back to the EFL, and that could have implications in terms of the embargo. We we, we simply don't know. the the, uh, uh, the The EFL is mandated by the clubs themselves to only disclose the minimum information. So so they they follow the rules.
2: Okay, and another another question I've got. is Just referring to uh, kind of like the you know, the gate receipts. Obviously, we had I follow. Uh, obviously, people, you know, um everyone been watching it on there, paying you ten pound for your for your matches and what have you. I mean, how, how much like across the board? How much revenue were that kind of bringing in for for clubs? Like not just Sheffield Wednesday, but for for others as well. Obviously, it's not going to be the same as uh, paying you thirty forty pound to uh, to to go and watch uh, watch and play. But is it bringing in anything? You know, if, if anything.
3: Yeah, yeah. Twenty percent goes in VAT. Um, then there's a, a fee which goes to the, the broadcaster or something. So I think they probably make around about six pounds fifty to seven pounds per ticket sold. From from some of the people I've spoken to at clubs, they estimate that clubs are probably getting somewhere between fifteen to twenty percent of what you'd normally get through through gate receipts. So it's it's not great. But every little helps, as Tesco
4: would say. Yeah,
2: yeah. Of, uh, of course. Now, Jamie, have you got any? Have you got any other questions for Kieran at all? Oh, no, yeah. I've got. What
4: well, would say though? It's been a real eye opener. It's been really good to hear from you, Kieran. I really, yes, really enjoyed that. Like just listening
2: to some more knowledge on something completely different. It's like, yeah, it's been good. Good. Cheers. That's great stuff. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to uh, wrap it up there. Hopefully, that's uh, that's cleared some things up for yeah. for people that have been listening in terms of the uh, account. So yeah, no flip the coming home. We've got James. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Although it looks bad, it could be. Uh, it could have been a lot, lot worse in, in comparison to others. It, we, like, like you said, Kieran, we kind of, we kind of middle of the ground. So uh, yeah, it's not uh, not too bad as it first as it first seems. Kieran, thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Um, Thanks, the invite,
4: guys. James, James. Before you get off, James. James, can I get both your predictions for tonight? What, what do you think?
2: I'm going to go Elga first. Uh, Two nil. It's going to be the yeah, goal either it. side side half-time. Two-nil.
3: I'm, I'm going three. I'm I'm very confident tonight. I, I think England I think, I are a far longer better it goes side.
4: Nil, nil, we haven't conceded yet, have we? So yep. the longer it goes nil nil, the more it's set up for Michael to save some penalties against us. But <laughs> we just need to get that goal. We need to get that first goal, and then if we get that first goal, that's say game over. I think.
2: Go on then, yeah. Jim. What are you what are you saying? Two
4: 0 two 0 I just think we need, we need that first goal. We need that first goal because the, we, haven't, we we not gone behind in the tournament. The, the longer we the longer it goes nil nil. The more the, some nerves might come in. So, yeah, I think we just need to get that goal early and we've done it.
2: Brilliant. Everyone I think the... we'll win
4: final as well, by the way. I can't, I can't see Italy beating us after last night.
2: <laughs> confident. Confident, yeah. Jamie. I like it. I like yeah, it. They're, they're unbeaten in 33. Don't matter. That's,
4: that's, that's the
3: spirit I like, Jamie. That's the spirit I like man.
2: <laughs> it's has it's gotta end somewhere, and it? it's gotta end somehow. Yeah, everyone, um, if you haven't listened to the Prize Football podcast, please do check check it out. It's really good uh, really good listen if you're interested in uh in things like we've that we've talked uh talked about today. Um so yeah. Kieran again, thank you very much. Thanks,
3: guys. You have a good season, have a good yep. summer. Cheers, thank you, thank Bye-bye. you, paper.